fucking bongo drum it's something of the sort yes i like, I like it I, see I'll, I'll explain to you this i mean and anybody who's listened to this podcast has heard me tell the story a million times but i started i start out with the drums every time and i'm it, i'm not a drummer i'm not really necessarily good at it and there's really no rhythm to it because I don't, I don't really have rhythm i'm not a musician uh-huh. but um i i look at it as a metaphor for my consistency um so um I heard I heard a story told. Um, I'm pretty sure Conan O'Brien told the story to Pete Holmes, where he said, uh, "You're you'll like let's say you have like a triangle and you keep hitting that triangle, mm-hmm. like you know, like the dinner bell triangle thing." Yeah, and like eventually, someone would be like, "Do you do you hear that triangle?" <laughs> So it's like, I, so it's, it's about, it's about the staying consistent. So like steady as the beating drum, as, mm-hmm. as Pocahontas would say. <laughs> so so I, I would just make it, make it a point. And, and, and for a while I was carrying it to the ring with me when I rest. It's like, it's just a, it's, that's, it's my, that's dope. It's like your thing. Yeah. Mine yeah. is a, uh, mine's a megaphone everywhere I go on vacations and yeah. car trips. I bring the uh, bullhorn and mm-hmm. I yell at people off of balconies and out the car window. <laughs> I used to do that too. <laughs> my family has had enough of it. Uh, dude, you know, me and my, me and my brother, we used to do, uh, we used to, t- used to download like sound effects and songs and like, mm-hmm. and sit on the wildwood, uh, like the the boardwalk down the shore and like play the songs into the megaphone. So when people <laughs> would walk by, they would be like, what the fuck is that? That's funny. I love that. I had a, Sometimes I had a, it doesn't work. It's hard to get the speaker into the microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I mean, trial and error is always the, is always <laughs> the way that's, yeah. that's, that's why you, that's why you fall master Bruce. So that you can I'm learn an, to get yourself back up again. I'm going to invent one that has a Bluetooth connection so they can, I can play it. I'm it's not sure, a bad idea. I'm sure that exists already somewhere. You're right. Every time I, I have a good idea when I'm stoned, I think I'm going to be a millionaire and then someone already did it. Um, well, here's the thing. Don't limit yourself to that idea being the thing that makes you a millionaire. You'll be a millionaire <laughs> on your, you'll be a millionaire somehow. You just gotta, I hope so. you just gotta, you just gotta keep on beating your drum. Keep on, keep on hitting that triangle. Keep on staying <laughs> consistent with your exact message. What? I, I gotta get I'm, a triangle. <laughs> I'm in the market for a triangle after this conversation. <laughs> like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> go call every store. Excuse me, do you have, yeah. do you have triangles? Uh, me in ten that? minutes on Google <laughs> triangle hitting the shopping tab so I can find out what fucking store has it. Guitar Center for sure has a triangle. They'll be like, but the the shape. We don't know. What does that mean? Things that are a triangle? What do you say? Do you have a triangle? Sir, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like a dinner bell? <laughs> Ding! <laughs> well, you could maybe maybe do like a cowbell. Maybe a cowbell would be fun. Sure <laughs> no, that sounds invasive and obnoxious. At least the triangle is like a nice little monotone, quick sound. Yeah, it's know? just slow. Ding, 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 ding. The cowbell is ridiculous. <laughs> like the like that uh that blue oyster cult sketch that they did on SNL. 
I don't think I saw that one. Oh, it's like, uh, um, it's like Christopher Walken was the host and uh, they were doing like, don't fear the Reaper. They were mm-hmm. recording that song. Don't fear the Reaper. That, that's like an old seventies. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and <laughs> Will Farrell was like in this like belly shirt and he kept hitting this cowbell <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris and the rest of the band was distracted by it. And they're like, Oh, this is annoying. And Christopher Walken was the producer. And he's like, I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. That's I need not more a bad cow- impression. <laughs> need I more like cowbell, it. baby. That's funny. Yeah, no <laughs> cowbells. Maybe a triangle. I like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. obnoxious enough. I need something quiet. You know. Well, you know, you you, you could you could just brace them for the rest of obnoxious. You could. Oh my god. Start it up. Like if they're like, oh, this is a mellow little triangle, and then this boy is <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> Then this boy is driving me crazy. Well, you sometimes I drive myself crazy. Honestly, well, you you do you do um, quite uh, aggressively annoyed uh, commentary on the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is it that made you decide you were going to start doing this? <laughs> Wait, I'm really glad you did it though, because it's never happened before. <laughs> Maybe in like a year. I'll get to the point where I feel the way you do about it, but <laughs> for now, it's never happened before, so flattering. <laughs> okay, first ever. Yeah, love it. You're, I'll remember, you're I'll remember you're that first, folks. Yeah, <laughs> it's my first time. It'll be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, I want to make sure before you get into telling that, if if you if you feel like telling that, but yeah, sure. before before you do that, I just want to make sure I extend to you how welcome you are and how safe you are and how uh i i i'm hoping at this point we can just kind of sort of be pals and hang out so uh feel feel free and welcome and safe because zero judgment zero uh any 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 kind of harshness you're not going to receive it here cool I mean, but, I already feel pretty but, comfortable because I started drinking on this show. So mm-hmm, yeah. I, never, I don't usually drink in public unless I feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you can clean can... up this trash. Oh, twisted tea, bro. For for the audio listeners, they're fun. They're fun every once in a while. They're like my. I usually drink red wine, but twisted tea is like my spice up if I'm feeling crazy. Mickey, how old are you? I'm 28. Okay, I I used to I used to drink. I used to drink Twisted Teas back when I was like 23 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. It reminds and, me of the good old days when uh, I was like 20. And then smearing off ice. Oh <laughs> my God, I would throw I, up. Oh, and I remember we went we went down once again. We went to Wildwood and we were, uh, it was like me and my family, my brothers and sister, my brother and sister had bought like tons of smearing off ice and Mike's Hard Lemonade. Which one? Twisted Tea. It's just a just a regular kind. I don't know. God, that berry shit is disgusting. Ugh. I remember that from when I was a kid. I thought it was so good. Ugh. Ugh. But they they bought that, and I opened the fridge, and I was like, I have heartburn just looking in the fridge right now. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to drink any of this. Is that the sign when you know you're aging too quickly? 
<laughs> for you- sure, for sure. And I hadn't had twisted teas in such a long time. And then my younger brother got to the age where he started drinking. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's all about that white claw shit with the kids. And I mm-hmm. just like can't get down with it. Mm-hmm. So he was like, it's, one time he brought over a six too, pack of twisted teas. Too, it's too basic, bitch. The white claw. Shit. It's too like white girl for me. Yeah. So yeah, one time he brought over twisted teas. I'm like, yo, this is my jam. Like this mm-hmm. is from my era. You know nothing about this. I will put these down. Mm. I I knew this girl who could just like like house a twisted tea in like seconds, like a Ugh. whole a whole bot. I'm like, how do you not wreck your esophagus? Yeah, like I could feel it in my chest when you uh, said that. Uh, that's gross. But no way. I'm like ah, well, I, you, you don't seem like the healthiest of people. <laughs> There's something wrong there. <laughs> if you don't have acid reflux, you're gonna bring it on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's like. All, all the bile. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> it's hard to swallow just thinking about that. Yeah. So, so you're. I want to ask you another thing, but if I want to jump back to where we originally were when I was asking okay. you in a very, very professional interviewer style. Oh my god! What made you decide to stop doing to, that to, to do commentary on the? If you're doing that, I'm going to have to do that while I answer. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Well, actually, what I would... No, I'm just kidding. Um, you what? know, I just like... I, it's it's always been my thing to like want to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really thought about it as any kind of like career or creative project. It was just something I always did. And then I guess when my earlier 20s, a couple people would be like, oh, you should be a comedian. And I was like, you're stupid. You just think I'm funny because you know me. Um so I don't know. I guess the first video I ever made, I had gone to vote during the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. And I was like laughing at all the people who would post the stickers that say, oh, I voted or whatever. <laughs> so I made like a video about um, how I had gone into the polling place and they had no stickers. And I was talking about how stupid I think people look when they post their stickers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was pissed that my place didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Um so I wa- actually watched it back recently because it was the first one. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about was how terrible my timing was, mm-hmm. how terrible my editing was. Like, it was painful to watch. Um, but a couple of people had, like, friends of mine had been like, oh, that's really funny. You should make more. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of kept going. And I would do one, like, once every month or so. And then when COVID happened and I was stuck in the house, I work in a restaurant. So we shut down in March and for three months I was sitting on my ass doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So I just was looking for something to put my energy into. So I started making them kind of like off the cuff and little by little over the course of that time, I made like a Facebook page for them. One of them went to like 15,000 views and I was like, Oh wait, like maybe I can do something with this. Mm -hmm. So I just kept going and like slowly, but surely I think there's about 4,000 people on that page that I don't know. They're from all over the country. Wow. Wow. That always watch my stuff. Um, I had one that hit like 400,000 views. So I got a bunch of people from that, that was reaching out to me and it just became a hobby and now I'm pursuing it. So like in that, did you now want to get started in standup? Like, have you ever thought of hitting some open mics or anything? Are you yeah, a fan sure. of standup comedy or you just wanted, cause I, I actually had this conversation with another comedian friend of mine like on tuesday i went to i went to a comedy mic and and i was like a good amount of the people who are here at this mic are doing comedy because somebody told them they were funny right and they just went up there and they ate shit like they they just they didn't like 
they didn't study comedy. They didn't like know comedy. They were just doing comedy because somebody right. told them they should do, be doing comedy. Well, that's that's where I'm at. Like, I'm in the phase of like learning and studying because I mm -hmm. don't know that much about it. Mm -hmm. So maybe like two years ago, I thought I'm gonna do an open mic. Maybe, let's just see if I'm good at it. I'm gonna just jump up there. Like, I, I can do it on the camera. So let's see what it's like if I try to do it live. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I was learning more, you know, I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. I watch a lot of different. Who's that? Um, <laughs> I watch a lot of stand up um, from the old days. Like I love Chris Rock. I love mm -hmm. the old Eddie Murphy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then the newer people. I love Bill Burr. I watch all his stuff. I think he's mm -hmm. great. I love Sebastian Maniscalco. Mm -hmm. um, so I've kind of been like diving into stand up and specials and the Chappelle show and all like shit that I missed because my hobby was always music. I was never yeah. really watching comedy. Yeah, you're, um, you're, you're a young buck. Yeah, I guess <laughs> some people would say. Uh -huh. So um, right before COVID happened, I was like, I just got to do it. I just got to go into the city, go to an mm -hmm. open mic. Um, over the years, I was always fascinated because I had gone to the comedy cellar a lot and just seen random shows, maybe six of them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I could do that. Like, I think I want to do that. I think it could be something I'm good at. So right as I was about to get started, COVID happened, everything shut down, which in hindsight was probably a blessing because during the shutdown, I've been studying and watching and writing. Mm -hmm. I have like a whole thing in my phone of like a year and a half's worth of just shit that I wrote down. Mm -hmm. So now when they open, which is supposedly July, I, I feel more prepared to try it out and make sure I'm good at it before mm -hmm. I like full force throw myself into it. Well, let me extend something to you real quick. If uh, if at any point you'd like to use me as some sort of resource, if you want to like work on stuff together, I can help you with like we can write stuff, and I can I can absolutely be that resource for you in any way. If that's something you'd want, not uh, I'm I'm unsolicited. <laughs> it's very unsolicited me me offering up my help like I'm somebody who's a big name, but I'm not. <laughs> but no, I'm but you happy. Know to, you know what you're doing. You're happy to help you. Thank happy, you. I appreciate that. I'm happy to help you with that. But yeah, I'm, just, I'm just waiting it out and for things to open and see what happens if I go four times. Like, am I going to fail every time? Am I going to be good three times and bomb one? Like, let's see what happens. You Dude, know, you, you got to bomb. That's yeah. part of it. It's part Everyone of it. does. It's part of it. And it's uh, it's such a it's such a humbling thing. But it's 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 also different. Like coming from I I came from pro wrestling. I don't I don't okay. know if you knew that. So I've been. I've been wrestling in in the the independent pro wrestling scene since I was a kid. So mm -hmm. I'm uh, I'm in it at this point 19 years. Right. So uh, <laughs> so the the consequence of bombing in in wrestling is someone's going to hit you. Right. Someone's going to hurt you. Like the consequence of bombing in comedy is nothing except for you feel shitty about yourself for a minute. Yeah, and then you never and see then, those people again. And then, right. And, or you see them at the next open mic and they go, hey, dude, well, you ate yeah. shit last night. <laughs> Remember last time when you fucking sucked? <laughs> I actually heard a story. I had an old coworker of mine that, um, and I won't say any names, but she used to work at uh, Caroline's, I believe it was, back mm -hmm. in the day. Right. And she told me about a very famous comedian now who then was just starting out and was so bad that they, this person would bomb every time and they would dread them coming in. And all these years later, it's funny to hear stories like that about people who are so wildly successful because you look at them now and you would never know that, you know? So sometimes I, I feel like people think that you just start 
and it works from the beginning, but sometimes it takes learning and, and growing, you know? Well, I mean, people don't see the, people don't see the growth of the bit. Like people don't see, like, and this goes back to like, um, and you, you've probably heard this on, on Rogan. If you, if you've ever heard of Joe Rogan, do you know who Joe Rogan is? <laughs> anyone, anyone ever heard that show? Anybody ever heard of Joe Rogan? But he talked about like how um, like Louis Louis C.K. was doing the the Parkland Parkland kids whatever the, he was doing a bit about that. But it was like the very like conceptual like he was just trying to come up with a premise. Very early shit. Like it wasn't like wasn't TV ready, and he was just, he was just throwing it out there. He doesn't have the luxury of going and popping up at open mics, really. Right. I mean, he's 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 Louis C.K. Damn it. Right. <laughs> and as much as he's canceled, he's uh he's still a legend. I mean, yeah, of course. He still he never came out and promised, "Oh, I'll never be gross." His his stuff. He came out with jokes that were like, "Oh, you know how good of a person you are by how how quickly after 9/11 you jerked off." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had jokes about jerking off. Like, yeah. That's, uh, so. Yeah, it sucks that it sucks that like people felt victimized by it. Uh, it sucks that you know that maybe he took advantage of a power position. But right. like, you got to you got you got to fuck up to learn. You know, right. maybe he didn't know that he was doing that. You know, right. it was just like, well, that's a thing that he likes to do. Some people like some people like weird stuff. It's such a tricky situation to like look from the outside. And pretend you know what happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone pretends that they know exactly what happened because they read a headline or heard a story, but nobody really knows what the situation was. I think I, I think, I think this might have been second grade. I learned about primary sources and secondary sources. Yeah, <laughs> very early. <laughs> maybe, maybe first or second grade they started yeah. talking to us about this. And I really, yeah. when it comes to any story I hear, I always consider what the source is. Uh, have to, uh, what, not just the story I hear, but when it comes to like uh, criticisms that I hear or compliments that I hear, I always go like, "Oh, this guy also. This guy told me I was great, but also likes like shit. <laughs> like, right. oh, I'm, I'm uh, I gotta say humble in in the accepting of these compliments. I, I, I've always struggled with accepting compliments. Same, like, same. I, I'm not feel weird." I'm not one for receiving them because, I mean, I wasn't a hot guy, quote unquote, mm -hmm. quote mode, unquote mode, like most of my childhood. Like that didn't happen till I was a till I was a man. Right. So, uh, you know, I I had this long hair before it was cool to have long hair. Right. <laughs> Everybody hated long hair. I had yeah. I had long hair in like 1999. Nobody I hated. No offense. No, it's I. No, no, no offense taken. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for you. That's fine. Right. <laughs> I know who I'm for, and uh, it's fine. It's you know, um, but uh, what, I, what? Like I was also like a, a skinny fat kid, and I mm -hmm. had bad eyesight and no friends, and I was in sped. So I just had. <laughs> I just. Had, I was. Uh, awkward little circle of of my own space that no one else could penetrate right but, but you know i came out of my shell but when i came out of my shell i wasn't like give me all the compliments <laughs> but here i am here i am in this like 
validation seeking, like I'm going to stand up on stage with a microphone and make you listen to everything I have to say and think that it's important enough that, I, or I'm funny enough or think that I'm going to go get in a ring and perform when I know none of the people who are there to watch me could ever do what I'm doing. Right. So, like, it's like, I have to have that balance of like ego and humility. Right. Well, I feel like that's where my personality comes from. Like, that's what forced me to be funny was being defensive when mm -hmm. I was younger in school and in different situations, you know, because mm -hmm. I was always the kid that was a little different in a time where that wasn't celebrated or mm -hmm. recognized or put out there in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that I had this terrible childhood because I didn't, but I had to defend myself at a young age. And I feel like I learned that if I could make people laugh, and if I could say something that made everyone else pay attention, mm -hmm. it took the focus and the pressure off of myself. So I feel like that's where that started. Uh -huh. It was more of like a defensive thing that I ended up turning into humor. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I was never really that class clown guy, but I'm, is that what you were? Were you a class clown? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. I, it, it was a tool that I used, you know? Mm-hmm. So were were you bullied, or were you able to were you able to avoid that through your defense mechanism? A little bit of both. It, yeah. it was like certain people growing up. I always had all different types of friends. Like I was never the kind of kid that stuck to one group or one type of person. I was always friends and friendly with everyone. But you know, when you're a kid, there's always going to be someone or a small group of people that has something to say or a problem or whatever. So it was always really contained to like one or two people. What? But um, I don't know. It was a weird time. It was a different time. So I figured out quickly that like being funny and having the sharpest thing to say, is, I could is, win uh, in that situation. You know what I mean? Is your family funny? Like, I know you said you have a brother. They're crazy. <laughs> but, but I mean, I know you said you, you have a brother, right? So yeah. did you have both parents or did you? Yeah. Did you have like sisters? Do you have uh, just my brother? Just just a brother and a mom and dad, and they're still yeah. together. No, no, but they're both around. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying, like uh, for an example, for like an, an example, a role model, or somebody mm -hmm. to look up to, to go like, well, here's what here's what being an adult is like, and yeah. here's like here's your role model for what to do next. Uh, when it came to them, were they like? open and accepting did you have to like have a big uh coming out tale to them or did you did, did... i think at the beginning first of all i mean i was standing in my living room at four years old dancing to mariah carey fantasy like if nobody knew i was a fag back then i don't know what to tell you if it didn't if it wasn't evident um but i guess you know we ha there was a conversation it was difficult i feel like at first it was a little weird um but i mean at this point in my life it's just second nature. Nobody even thinks about it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. I, things were different back then. It was mm -hmm. a different kind of time. Um, but as far as, like, I definitely think my sense of humor comes from my dad. Mm -hmm. Him and I are very similar in that way. Um, but, you know, like, as far as all that other stuff, I kind of just had to forge my own path and decide that other people's opinions, whether they accepted things or not, didn't really matter because this is my life and you already had your shot. You know, mm -hmm. so if, if you don't like it, it's either like get on the train or get going. What other people think of you is none of your business. 
I don't give a shit. <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't be putting out the stuff that I do, you know? There's plenty of people who don't like many things about me. And like you said before, I'm not for everyone. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fine with that being for everybody. Like, yeah, life's about I, finding the people that you are for. I I, I know that I'm I know that I I'm one I'm very very known to throw a pun out there or dad joke. That's my lane. That's not right. for everybody. A lot of right. people a lot of people are very annoyed by it. But yeah. I have to go there. I have right. to go there because I know that the people that are my fans and the people who love the kind of stuff I do are gonna love me if I gonna love that joke. It wouldn't be me if I didn't go for it. If right. like I saw it and I thought of it and I didn't go for it, then I would be doing a disservice to the people who paid to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> L- um, AKA they didn't pay to see it. They just hit the download button. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you like, where did do you do shows and stuff? Like, where do you go before COVID? Do you like travel to, to do stand up? Um, honestly, I, I got, I only <laughs> this during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I got my, Wait, for those of you that can't see, for the audio listeners, he's literally drinking a gallon of water. That's what that break was for. That, I don't know where you just pulled that out of, but that was great. Uh-huh. It's my, my magical my magical <laughs> jump. Uh, he's drinking a gallon of water. I'm drinking a fucking twisted tea. Great. Most people, most people who know me know that I drink a jug of water. I probably drink two gallons of water a day. That's great. But... Um, the what was I saying before all that? Um, Stand up. Traveling. Okay. Oh, so COVID. Um, I got I got a I got a good like paying gig in COVID. Like mm-hmm. at, at Christmas time, I was making uh, I was making moolah to do comedy at a Christmas event. Like that was like going all through November through Jan or okay. November through December, and it was awesome. It was, uh, was, it in, was it in person or was it? Yeah. yeah it was a, there was a, there was a, no virtual things suck ass. I, yeah, I know, but people uh, do it. Uh, it's, it's, it's your, your, you're just torturing yourself. It's so, it's so, it's so not rewarding at all. Yeah, it's like, I would imagine. it's like, it's like you, you, you probably know this as a fellow funny person. Um, when, when you're like, when you think of something, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be good. And then like you like go to say it, and yeah. you get you get that like nerves, like how's this gonna be received? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. right. It's it's like that, but then it's never received good. Like right. on on a virtual thing, it's yeah. like it's like you can't you can't be over. You can't you ever, like you ever see those talk shows where they do it now and they turn the screen around and the audience is on these big screens. In the chairs, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, well, they're doing that in re- on WWE now. Uh, Are they? The, the, the whole the, around the ring is all like these screens of people's faces, and and they're it. like they're like piping uh, this canned canned applause and canned yeah. chants, and they're like, "You suck, you <laughs> suck, you <laughs> suck." It's, uh, it's well, so- for wrestling, that must be so interesting because people scream such wild shit. Right. At least so- for like a show, it's just cheering. Right. It'll probably be canned laughter at at uh, talk shows. Talk well, shows are doing like, audience uh, noise now too, like the, mm-hmm. the crowds. Uh, you know, I had this bit. No, I, I I wrote it down, but I never did it. But I was mm-hmm. like, um, 
one of my favorite albums to listen to. I can listen to it any day, ever, all the time. Is uh, the Chris? Do you know who Chris Cornell? Yeah, Chris me. Chris Cornell is. Uh, he's oh, a, oh, he's, oh. He was the lead singer of Sound, Soundgarden. Yeah. And uh, use that. Sorry, he passed away recently. Yeah, right? right. Yeah, yeah. And he had a he has a live album. It's called it's called Songbook. I'll right. plug the, I'll plug this album every day because I'll listen to it every day. Songbook by Soundgarden on Spotify. It's a live album. It's a live album where like it tells you each track. It says it's from this concert that took place at this time, right? So. Um, I always think about if like the people who were there bought that album and they're like, I was there. You hear that? Woo! That was me. That was me. I was the one. You hear that good whistle right there? That was me. <laughs> like, and I, I always thought about that. And I thought about um, my Wheel of Fortune used to tape shows in Philly. Right. Like, I guess when I was a kid, I don't know if they still do. I don't know where they tape their shows, but I know Wheel of Fortune was taping some shows in Philly, and my uncle brought my cousin to one of the tapings. And like, as the camera was panning back to go to commercial break, my cousin went, <laughs> like he like whistled super loud, and we yeah. were watching it on TV. And he's like, "Do you hear that loud whistle? That was me!" And I'm like, "You need more things going on in your life." That's like me with old concert pictures that artists will post and I'll like circle my arm in the front row, like reaching up and I have tattoos all over my arms. So I'm like, see, I told you it was me. Well, a loser. But like people do that who are, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on my friends, but I'm sure I will. People crap, people uh, who are like background actors. Like I'm, I'm a background actor in some, some movies right. and TV shows and stuff, but like, other people who do it will like will like take a screenshot of of the show and they'll like circle themselves and put yeah. little arrows at themselves. I'm like, you're doing this for the wrong reasons. Why don't right. you just be a real actor? You dig? Sure. That's funny. <laughs> but it's like, I will never do that. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna uh, circle myself in something and be like, oh, there was me up there. Like, <laughs> there was me in the back. <laughs> Instead, instead, I'll I'll go on a podcast and I'll talk about the shows I did, or I'll, or or I'll or I'll go on stage and talk about it, or yeah. I'll somehow else put it over besides going like there it is, there's yeah. the evidence. Or I think the know, arrow pointing can be a little like it's you know, thirsty, desperate. <laughs> it's very desperate, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Talking about it is one thing that's different, right? Right? Yeah. I'm like. Hey, look how cool I am. Look how cool. <laughs> I do I do cool things. Uh, how about you stop talking about the cool things that you do and just go do the cool things that you do? Look at me as man three in the back of the coffee shop. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, oh man, I I did this film. <laughs> I think the shoot the shoot was December. <laughs> and there was like a there's like a bar scene where they had to like make the background actors do. St I, I was I was like a principal role in the film, so I wasn't in that scene. But they were like, I was doing I was doing I was doing the fight scene for it, and then mm -hmm. they cut to like the extras, and they were like, react to the fight scene. And this one really tall, really tall gay black dude was like, Woo! Woo! 
<laughs> and he was like clutching his pearls. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard. I was watching it on the video screen and I was like, yeah, that's not going to make this movie. Hopefully. I love when really big gay guys make like the most feminine noises, especially when they have like deep voices. It cracks me up. <laughs> cracks me up. It, it, so, dude, sometimes things can take you by surprise. Like, uh, I, I, I was on the train in New York and this really oh, tall, God. this really, <laughs> I don't like where this is going. really tall guy came in and he was dressed like, kind of like the undertaker mixed mm-hmm. with like the V for vendetta. He had like this big hat on and I was like, well, that guy's scary. And he was, and then he was like, and then he was like, excuse me. And like, uh, and I, was like <laughs> what? I was like, I wonder if this guy's got like, like ninja stars in his jacket or something. Shit. I love that shit. Me and my boyfriend were in um, Union Square Park in New York City the other day, and we were like just like moseying around before we went to dinner. And there was this guy sitting on the steps. He was in this dark black trench coat and like these huge platform boots with like flames on them and like chains and rings. And I was staring at him, and I'm like, "Bro, it's 75 degrees outside. Are you not sweating?" He looked like one of the guys you ever see, Little Nicky with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he looked like one of those motherfuckers right from hell. How does he do that? How does he do that? I love, I love that movie. (laughs) Me too. I'm not like an enormous Adam Sandler fan, but I love that one. And one of my favorite movies of all time is The Wedding Singer. Mm -hmm. I can watch it a million times, and it's old. I love that movie. I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like, I think that like people in comedy. Love to shit on Adam Sandler the same way people in music like to shit on Nickelback. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like <laughs> fucking Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Fuck Nickelback. It's like it's like okay, this is fundamentally this is what comedy is. Fundamentally, that is what rock and roll is. But somehow, like, there's a level of like douchiness to it, or a level of uh, like like tooliness to it that like you're too cool. Uh, no, I don't feel that way about Adam Sandler. I just feel like seventy no. percent of his movies are great, and the other thirty percent really suck. Well, he does. He does. Uh, <laughs> he does gra- grab that grab at that low hanging fruit pretty often. Yeah, yeah. So I you mean, I- the movie. Um, you ever seen Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin? Nobody's ever seen this movie. I swear uh, to God, nobody has I- ever seen this movie when I bring it up. But look it up because uh, I, Adam Sandler's like a re- got a really small part in it. But I'm pretty sure it was his first or second um, feature film, mm-hmm. and it's got uh, Steve Martin. It's got Madeline Kahn from Saturday Night Live, who was hysterical back in the day. Um, Tom Hanks' wife, whose name I can never fucking remember. Uh, Rob, hold on, I know it. Rita Wilson. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Rob Reiner. It's a great movie. I, I'm pretty sure you have to like buy the DVD because it's so unknown that you can't I, even stream it. I used to have it in a double. DVD. Honestly, I had a, it came in a double pack with like the jerk or something. What makes nuts? Yeah, it like, is so you'll love it. It's so it's like dry humor, but it is so fucking funny. And nobody I talked, I've met one person in my twenty eight years who I've been like, oh, mixed nuts, and they're like, yeah, Steve Martin. Everyone else is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but it's so good, and Adam Sandler plays such a small part, but he's so funny in it. It's so great. And there's so many big names that weren't that big yet when they made it. It's really cool to see. Did you ever do? You, do you have Peacock? 
No. I, I mean, it's on my TV, but I don't understand how to use it. Oh. I get very confused. There's like no search feature that okay. I can find. So Peacock has channels, right? So like they have, you know, you could just watch TV on like like a channel like you would right. on, on your regular TV. This right. one channel is called the SNL Vault, and it just plays random sketches all day, every day. Like and the SNL sketches, and I'll just turn that on my TV and leave it on my TV 24 hours a day. <laughs> and like That's funny. Yeah, I, I would like to see that. I didn't know. I don't know anything about it. I downloaded it to look for something specific, and I couldn't figure out how to use it. And I threw the remote, and I said, "Fuck this." <laughs> well, you got you got you got to you got to be able to control that, <laughs> control that losing your shit stuff, man. I decided it was it was silly of me, and then I picked up the remote and I calmed myself down. I have spurts of like frustration uh-huh well, well well tell me where this anger comes from i don't know somewhere deep inside but why i have no time for stupid bullshit so it's a lack of patience yeah for sure or what? just stupid behavior that's what it is more do, the time. do you feel like stupid behavior wastes your time like your, uh, sometimes. Like somehow your time is more precious than other people's times? No, I just feel like some people are a little silly in the things that they do and say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that my time's more valuable. I just think mm-hmm. that they're wasting theirs with their own bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy, listen to this. This guy today, I went into a, a gas station um, because I was in town and none of the stores, every store I walked into, I was like, if I buy something, can I use the bathroom? I got to pee really bad, and I'm trying not to pee outside in the middle of the day like a fucking asshole. But I really need to pee. Can I use your restroom? I will buy something. And, like, four places said no. So I walk into the gas station, and I'm like, hey, do you have a restroom I can use if I buy something? I really got to use the restroom. Uh, no, we don't have a restroom. I said, you don't have a restroom, or I just can't use it? And he said, you can't use it. How do I know you're not going to steal something? I said, sir, what am I going to steal out of your bathroom? What am I going to steal out of your bathroom? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that's, kind of, that's the kind of bullshit I'm talking about. Are, not like conversations with normal people. That kind of shit is like, are you slow? Like, what do you think I'm going to take? Your toilet paper? Well... <clears throat> I've learned at this point in my life, in my old age now, I uh, I, I just ask for forgiveness instead of ask for permission. So like I went I went into the Seven Eleven and I was like, I know there's a bathroom back there, but no bathroom, no Seven Eleven ever lets you use the bathroom. So there's I just one. There's only one that I, I know of. I had to use the bathroom, and I just went back and I started use the. I went and used the bathroom. Someone was knocking on the door. They're like, what are you doing? You can't go in there. And I got, and I got, I came out and they're like, you ask next time. I'm like, yeah, you'll just say no. So I'd rather, I'd rather just, because I had to pee really bad. I'd rather just go and ask you to forgive me because, you know, like, I don't want anything you have. And, and, And if I want something, I'll go buy it. I have money. I'm a man with a job. What are you storing in there? Literally. And, like, I'm not, like, a a label whore. I'm not one to, like, throw around anything like that. But I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm wearing nice clothes and and nice shoes. You know, like, not to, you know, it's clear that I'm not, like, coming off the street. 
You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, what do you think I'm going to take from you? Do you have gold bars hidden in that bathroom that you're worried about? What's in there? The soap is gold bars. There's do gold, I appear to be someone who can't afford toilet paper? Because if I do, let me know so I can work on that and figure out what I'm doing wrong. Well, well in the in the in the hallway on the way to the bathroom, there's things like that. Are there's stock. Water? There's this stuff that's their stock that they're afraid you're going to steal. Like, you think I've never been backstage at a 7-Eleven before? You think I don't know how this works? Seriously. What do you think I'm going to take a fucking carton of eggs and French vanilla creamer? Like, I'll just pay for it. <laughs> right. It made so, me more angry. And it made me more angry because each store I went into over the course of this 12 minutes that it took me to figure out that Subway would 100% let me use their bathroom if I just bought a six-inch sub, which I devoured, the whole time I'm just having to pee and having to go to the bathroom more intensely. And I'm getting more and more frustrated because I'm trying not to pee on the street and I really got to go. I, I tweeted at 7-Eleven and I said... I said, at 7-Eleven, how dare you call yourself a convenience store when none of the stores ever let you use the restroom? And then they responded to the tweet, and they're like, let us know which ones don't let you use the bathroom. And I'm like, every one of them! I've never had a 7-Eleven where they, like, I think, there's maybe one 7-Eleven that I've ever been in that has a, a bathroom that they let you use. The like, official 7-Eleven Twitter responded to you? Yes! Yes. Does it say like at real Seven Eleven? <laughs> no, no, but it's got a check mark. <laughs> at Seven Eleven official, I love when people who have like, like two followers who like, say the oh, real somebody. Who's trying to impersonate you? <laughs> oh, you know who you are. You got you got identity theft going on out there. Could you imagine if my at was like uh, official real Mister Not the Mouse? Nobody fucking cares about me. Nobody's trying to impersonate me. Well, I I have myself. Uh, not that not that I'm a super famous person, but <laughs> I have to say I've had people make fake accounts with me on them a few times, mm -hmm. where where like try to, to catfish people or something. Oh, it does happen. Like, it, it does happen, happen, but it doesn't happen at the level that I'm talking about. Right. Not not to tweet at Seven Eleven. <laughs> right. I had one time, one time in my life, I found out that somebody on a dating website, one of those apps. Mm -hmm. was using my pictures. There was like three of them. Uh -huh. And most people would get angry about that and like try to figure out how to report it. I was like, that's fucking flattering. But I'm not nearly good looking enough to be used as a catfish. So that was an amazing confidence boost. And I wanted to find the person so that I could thank them and mm -hmm. maybe shake their hand, but I never did. Right. Well, what a fucking compliment. Oh yeah. I, I mean, sure. But it is me. I love it. Uh, that would be like so good for my ego if someone made a fake Instagram pretending to be me. Well, I well, I'm always afraid that it's just like a bot. Like I had yeah. a somebody who was at Corey Castle one, and then it's just with the the number one, and then I looked at it, and it was all my pictures that w were from my Instagram that they just took. I'm like that's so weird. I'm like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Instagram, verify me, damn it. Not me. I would have been like, thank you so much, but if you don't take it down, I'm going to fucking kill you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, no, 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 no uh, need for threats and uh, threatening bots because it's not yeah. going to get you anywhere. They're like, yeah. they're like one, 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 and zero, 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 zero. They're I have to remind way. myself sometimes that threats are illegal. Well, you know, um, there's a, in, in Philly, they have, uh, they have public transport transportation the buses they're called septa and uh -huh. uh, there's a there's a sign inside a septa that says 
Uh, reminder, assaulting a bus driver is a crime. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> I was like, assaulting anybody is a crime. First of all, septa sounds like a fucking disease. Yeah, it, it does sound like a disease. It smells like piss. I bet. I bet. I hate, I hate environments that smell like piss. It drives me crazy. Have you ever been in Penn Station in New York City and used the restroom? Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Well, it's disgraceful. I, I think the, the my least favorite part about that is people trying to talk to me in the restroom. I just... That's in my uh, the things that I've been writing over the past mm-hmm. year. I have like I put like little, just lines that remind me of a story, and one of them is why do men talk to you at a urinal? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're at the urinal and I'm at the sink, vice versa. If mm-hmm. we're next to each other, if we're three down, why are you trying to start a conversation or saying a goddamn thing to me while either one of us is peeing? It's fucking weird. <laughs> don't talk to me while I'm peeing. I ha- I have I have similar bits that I'm working on. Not I haven't done them, but yeah, I, I, you for sure feel free to use it if you need. <laughs> but uh, the 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 whole shake it three times and you're playing with the thing, like like listen. If I only shake it three times, I'm definitely gonna drip inside my underwear. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not considering it playing with it because you said it. You're just saying it because you're insecure about another man touching his wiener near you. You better right. calm the fuck down. Oh my god! <laughs> like, like who came up with this rule? And it's also like had a rule. I've never heard of that. Is there an? Is there a? It's just a thing that insecure people yell at other dudes while they're pissing. That's but, weird. First of all, why are you looking at me intently enough to know how many times I just shook it? That's number one. And second of all, who created the rule of what I can do with my own dick that doesn't involve another person? That's my own business. I've never had anyone tell me what to do with my own dick. Well, well uh, also... The, the other it was good. <laughs> was right. enjoyable. Unless, unless unless it was a welcomed unless yeah, it was a welcomed, a welcomed request welcomed request. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, kind sir, would you please take your penis out? <laughs> I, I would I would I would I would really I would really enjoy to fillet it. Can we make that the episode title? Max amount of times you can shake your dick. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody will listen. You'd be surprised. Oh my god! <laughs> but, but yeah, um, the other thing was the other thing that I had written down was like if if there's three urinals there, and I'm at the one all the way to the right, you go to the one all the way to the left. Don't go directly next to me. Like we don't need to be that close to each other. Wait, like, so back to the Penn Station bathroom, there's 5,000 million people in there waiting in line. I've never seen a line in a men's bathroom except for Penn Station every time. Mm-hmm. And there's three open urinals. I go to stand at one, and there's a middle one, and my boyfriend stands at the third one. I said, bitch, why did you not stand next to me? You know what it looks like. Right, I know some, what yours looks like. I don't some, want some strange man in Penn Station right. who might be homeless some, standing next to me. Some Tom, Dick, or Harry? Yeah. Fucking crazy. I said, why would you stand at this one over here? Right. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. <laughs> what, what, are you afraid? Are you afraid of it? <laughs> Out of control. <laughs> That's why I try to go to Starbucks. Starbucks is the public restroom of New York City. 
do you do you live in Long Island? You yeah. live on Long Island? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think I did some comedy there. Did you? There's not that much of it except for the people that live here. <laughs> but like, dude. Uh my 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 sister lives in Brooklyn. Okay. So I've come I've come to New York and done some mics and stuff. So maybe maybe next time next time I come up, what were you said July or something? Maybe maybe we'll hit July, some mics. Everything's supposed to open. Yeah, we'll have to like link up when you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I think July is the tentative time of when everything's supposed to open, but you know, everything changes every day here, so we'll see. There's some stuff going on though. I mean, there's still comedy going on in New York City. It just like, started in April that the clubs were somewhat open. Before that, I follow a couple of them on Instagram, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of petitions and a lot of craziness about how they weren't allowed there's, to open. There's a lot of, like, rooftop mics, and there's, like... Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of like, real um, independent things. If you, if, you got your, if you got your ear to the ground, you can probably yeah. find something good. There's one that was doing, um, doing it on the subways. I have to look them up because I, I don't want to misquote which one it is, but I want to know which one it is. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's okay to not discuss it. <laughs> no, I want to. We don't, we, don't, we don't have to plug them. I want to. They're everybody, so great. Everybody, if you're in New York City, go hit up this mic just for a good laughy time. I don't know where the hell they are, but there was one of them. That was doing um, shows on the subway, and I thought that was really cool. Like they would just get their best comedians and schedule it like a set with times and everything. And they would mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, we're going to be on this train," and they would bring like a little microphone and speaker box, and they a would do like, karaoke full... machine. Yeah, and they would do like a full show on the subway while they couldn't have their club open. I thought that was so cool. It's fun. It was was fun to see people be innovative. And figure out ways to perform in certain spaces, even though it wasn't normal. So, who are your inspirations? Not just in comedy, but like I'm, so, I'm saying, like as as people, they don't have to be famous people, but like who are the who are the people that you're most inspired by? Um, I think that as far as people in my life, that's probably my brother because he's younger than me. He's mm-hmm. 19, so I don't know if it's so much an inspiration, but it's like one of the driving forces to be successful and accomplish the things that I want besides doing it for myself. I want to like set a good example. Um, and, you know, kind of like show him that you can do the things that you set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like anybody notable, most of my interest as a kid, like I know there's a lot of people who grow up idolizing comedians and and really throwing themselves into that world from a young age and that wasn't me i kind of got into that later so a lot of my inspirations are musicians like i love music i've always loved music unfortunately that's not an avenue that i can take professionally (laughs) yeah it it takes a level of talent that yeah that i I don't have yeah, but I can you. appreciate it. Yes, when yeah, I see it, when I, sure. mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I appreciate that. Good job. Yeah, like, but I think that like people in my life mostly who have um, who I look up to are inspirations to me more so than like celebrities or famous people. I have a few favorites, of course, but mm-hmm. well, yeah. Well, who who, who is slash are they, and why? So, 
I listen to a lot of different music. Like I have a very eclectic um, Spotify library. I love old like 60s soul music, like Etta James and I love Ray Charles, Roberta Flack. Um, I've always had a record player like before it was trendy and I love going to the record stores. But now I see all like the 20 year old Brooklyn hipsters in the stores and I'm like, oh God, please go away from my favorite store. You know, I want to post a sign up that says like, not here, not here with your bullshit. Um, but I love that. I love like, um, I love pop music. It's the gayest thing about me and mm -hmm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would, I have to, I have to agree. <clears throat> That's the gayest thing about me too. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a straight dude, but my friends will be like, you're 75% gay. I love it. <laughs> I'm love all, it. although I'm a very sensitive boy and I'm yeah. very, very secure in, in the things I like and the things that mm -hmm. I'll tell people that I like, I'm fine with it. That's but great. for, for sure, I'm, I'm right there with you. I get you. Well, I mean, like I said, the gayest thing about me is that I've been dancing in my living room to Mariah Carey since I was four. And just because I'm 28 doesn't mean it stopped. I'm still here in my living room alone at night. <laughs> but um, most currently, I really love The Weeknd. Mm -hmm. My brother and I are like obsessed with him. We love him. We always go see him when he comes to concert. I love um, Rufus Dussol. Have you ever heard of them? Look no. him up. They're um, my absolute favorite. I'm going to just pop it on my spotty. Yeah, they're like, um, it's, it's electronic music, uh, but it's I, not like house. It's a little more mellow. I just I just abbreviated Spotify to Spotty, and I've never done that before. And uh, I've never heard anyone else do that before, but I guess that's what it's called now. I like it. Let's go with it. All right. Yeah, they're really good. Um, I actually got tickets to see them in LA in November. I'm traveling. Um, oh, man. Awesome. So we'll see. I hope it happens. That'll be like my uh, concerts are my favorite hobby i don't really take many vacations because i always do like at least 10 shows a year um so i'm hoping that that happens and everything's back open because that's supposed to be my first one back and they're my favorite what was the last concert you saw before before the shutdown mariah carrie christmas yeah i go every year on my birthday where where was that uh it's usually at the beacon theater in new york city which is great because it's a little smaller um and so it's actually like, mariah doing yeah, uh -huh, a christmas yeah. album she oh does like God. six shows a year and there's always one on my birthday which is december 5th but um 19 right before the shutdown was mine's, on, mine, mine's so, on the first oh really mm -hmm. yeah You're a sagittarius yes that's yes. why we get along so well we're yes. the best people <laughs> but my i have the same birthday as my mom we're both that's born cool. both born on the first yeah, my my grandma's the fourth, and I'm the fifth, so we always celebrate together. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, there was a I, chance that I was going to be born on her birthday, and and you escaped it by one day. She always tells me she's glad that I wasn't, so I can have like my own uh, birthday. Which yeah, is sweet. well, I, I don't get my own birthday. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I I don't. I'm not complaining about it, but I mean, as a kid, it was always like. Uh, my cousin's, my cousin Bree's birthday is like the day after mine, mm -hmm. and um, my mom's birthday is the same day as mine. So the like the the happy birthday, dear <laughs> Bree, Bree. <laughs> like so, it always be like everybody just throws every name out there, and they're like, "Good enough, all right, blow the candles out." I fucking hate when people sing happy birthday to me. Like, can mm. we just skip that part? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's just a ceremony, I guess. It's not. It's it. not necessary. 
I don't know, like, do you know anybody that you share a birthday with, like, in history or, like, anyone cool? I think, well, my birthday is National AIDS Awareness Day. I know that. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so if I, if I didn't get to skip school on my birthday, I had to sit through assembly of somebody coming and talking about their AIDS that they have. Oh, God, that's miserable. Mm-hmm. We'll celebrate. Uh, is that like a holiday or a national remembrance day? That's awful. You should petition to have it move. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody who would help me would aid me in that. <laughs> I don't have aid, but I'll aid you in that. <laughs> So, what did were you were you asking me that because somebody shares a birthday with you? Um, no, but I do share a birthday with Walt Disney, and I do think it's ironic that my whole theme is Mickey, Mickey Mouse related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coincidentally, did, did what do you, do you have? You have this like new? Is it a newer like little catchphrase with the mug that says like? Like sit your ass down or something like you like you have like some sassy start like hey get, sit your ass coffee something I don't even know what it was but yeah. it's like- yeah with the coffee <laughs> um honestly it was I always just like drink a ton of coffee mm-hmm. since I'm a, since I'm a teenager bad like seven eight cups a day it's really bad a lot of people will accuse me of being on cocaine but it's just caffeine um, do you drink black sometimes it's there's no in between. It's either completely black coffee or flooded with French vanilla creamer <laughs> to the point where it doesn't even taste like coffee. There's no in between. Um, <laughs> or you I just drink the creamer. Yeah, you could just drink the creamer out of the bottle. Of that <laughs> right. But I would always bring um, like there's so many gimmicks that in the video that happened accidentally that people now recognize. Mm-hmm. Like I would just sit in my car because it was quiet and I had like I lived in an mm-hmm. apartment where there were neighbors downstairs. Mm-hmm. and my stupid cat would get in my way of oh, the whole thing. So I just mm-hmm. started sitting in the car for quiet, and then that became a thing. I mm-hmm. brought my coffee because I was drinking it, and, and that's, then that's the uh, thing. And uh, then I said that line one day because I was just, like, heated and feeling spicy. Uh, and then people started commenting, so I just kept doing it. Uh, and now we have mugs coming out. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. What do, yeah. you, what do you put them on, uh, like, what, uh, like Teespring or anything? Are they... I'm using Printful and Printify to start. Okay, that's neat. Yeah, we've got some shirts and some mugs probably in the next two weeks. Okay, well, when you have them, send me the link. I'll put the link in the description of the episode so that anybody who's listening or watching will be able to uh, click on that link and get themselves one of those mugs. I know I'll get myself one of those mugs. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm always, always happy to support my friends. I mean, we we haven't met yet, but no, we're friends. We're now. friends now, though. Yeah, we yeah. Are. It, it's, it's 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 happening. Hundred percent. But, but uh, I just uh, so a few a few more things, a few more things, and then then I'll then I'll uh, let you go. Hot dog and a handshake. You ride off into the sunset. There I've we got go. nothing but time. Although for one second, sing your pop song because I do have to pee. Okay. I'm keeping I, my headphones on so I will hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, I was actually going to look up the Rufus. No, I don't want to play it because then I'll get demonetized, but I'm going to go ahead and 
look up lyrics to oh, look up some lyrics to uh, let's do oh that's a, that's some good P sound oh my god you can hear it oh yeah dude oh that's so bad uh, no it's great dude it's great Wait, hold on. Maybe it's the headphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one, just because um, I don't um, I don't know the lyrics to these songs, um, but let's. There's a a song called "If I Had a Million Dollars." by Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, I don't know this song, but I just looked up Bare Naked Ladies lyrics, and this is what came up. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you furniture for your house. Maybe a nice Chesterfield or an Ottoman. Oh, I'm reading the lyrics to a Bare Naked Ladies song called If I Had... One million dollars. I was gonna say that is not Rufus. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I give, you can hear me peeing. How terrible and unprofessional. <laughs> that's the name of the, that, that's the name of the episode now. I love that. I wonder if it was this thing that was like, oops, Mabes, Mabes, whatever. How many microphones are fucking picking me up? Like that's stupid. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I heard it. Oh no! Uh, and and we all. Like, we all should be glad. So that's that. That's the new uh, soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so uh, I I like to do I like to do a, a part where I I call it an uh, audio time travel. So before mm-hmm. I jump into that, I just want to say while we're on the record, while we're both at this at this plane in our lives, we're right. We're right here on this level, right? So we might go up, we might go down, but right now we're at our current state. And I want to just say how pleased I am and how honored I am that you were able to pay me the currency that is your effort and your attention. I appreciate it so much, and I want to make sure you know on the record how awesome I think you are. And I want to make sure that you know I'm happy to be a resource for you in any way going forward. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. And thank you for having me. It's like, I, I love doing this kind of stuff. That's awesome, man. It's well, nice that anyone uh, cares enough about the things that I say to invite me to do stuff like this. You know, it's like, it's still weird to me. Yeah, relevancy, man. It, yeah, so, sometimes, yet, but... sometimes it, sometimes it fleet, it's fleeting, but you got to start, you got to start it, you know? Yeah. hundred uh, percent. But, um, so that being said, uh, I always do a part where I say where I say it's audio time travel. So uh, let's say this this recording is listened to twenty years in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, your 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 partner, your loved ones, your family, your brother, your mom, your dad, whoever is listening to this, and they're hearing Mickey in twenty twenty one talking to them directly in twenty forty one. Are you painting me as dead in 2041? Is that no, 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 no. I mean, you <laughs> could. I mean, you, you could be. So the, why? Why I started doing this, honestly, uh, I'm gonna have to say, my my friend Chris, my friend Chris did my podcast, and uh, and on the record, I wanted to make sure we said these really good things, and we did. And 
he 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 passed like last year and now mm-hmm. i go back and listen to the, to the episodes where right. it's like we're saying all these really nice things to each other and it like kind of helped me get like through the morning process that's really so, awesome that you have that so <laughs> so for really cool thanks that. thanks man i i once again one more time i have to say if i could be a resource for you if you want to have these kind of conversations with people and you want to help if you want me to facilitate in any way absolutely i mean i have my mom on the podcast and i made sure to tell her how grateful i am that she was my that she had gave up everything she ever had to just make sure she raised me and uh, gave me every every possible thing i have i've had my brother on my podcast i've had you know i've had my neighbor on the pod it's all it's all like this is in the moment in the moment it's just the moment but who knows what it's going to be 20 years from now right so that's why I'm saying in 20 years when someone's listening yeah, back yeah. to this recording, right. what is the message you're saying directly to them? Oh, my God. That's deep. Um, what would I say to them? I hope that everyone is alive and thriving at that point. Um, I don't know. I w- like, I wonder what my life would look like in 2041. So I guess it would just be to do whatever makes you happy, you know? Like, I hope that at that time, if I'm lucky enough to still be around, I hope that myself and the people around me just feel fulfilled, you know? Because with this year that just passed and with this stage in my life separate from that, I haven't really felt that way until recently. I feel like I just started to feel like I'm on my path and going the places I want to be. Um so I hope that at that point, everyone is just, at least everyone I, you know, I can speak to, um, is just doing what they love and living every day to the fullest, as cliche and gay as that sounds. Um, but it really is important because you never know, you never know what's going to happen. That's the best I got off the cuff. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm not inspirational. I, 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 I said on, I have another podcast, uh, it's a wrestling podcast, and the intro to the podcast for a while was, uh, was like, I was like, oh, just make, it was, it was me saying, uh, make sure you tell the people that you love that you love them. And my co-host was like, you hippie. <laughs> that was like the intro, the com- it's, it's called Wrestle Rock. But it's about wrestling and it's comedy. It's it's a good show. But WWF uh, with the Rock in his WWF days was one of my first uh, crushes. Oh, dude, same here. No, not really. But <laughs> but I mean, I loved I love I love the Rock. But yeah. I, I, I I'm I'm for sure secure enough in my uh, heterosexuality to talk about men who I have had crushes on for sure. Yeah. My num- my number one man crush, Heath Ledger, for sure. But, I can see that. But you 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 don't like the long hair. But no, uh, but you know I make exceptions. Um, Heath Ledger, Brandon Boyd from Incubus. That? The oh, lead, okay, the lead uh, singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I guess I have to say uh, Jason Momoa because that's the the one that everyone goes for. Who's that? Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Oh, okay. Yep. 
That's the one that uh, people compare me to all the time. People say yeah. I look like that guy. Wasn't he, was he the guy that was in Game of Thrones? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and uh, oh, at the at the mic I was at on Tuesday, I called myself adjacent Momoa. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. <laughs> it got it got a smattering of giggles. I feel like a lot of people probably don't know him by name, like I didn't. Right, right. Maybe yeah. That's probably a good. That's a good explanation for why smattering yeah. of giggles. Well, it should have told me Aquaman they, and Game of Thrones. I wouldn't have laughed as hard. It should have knocked them dead, but they didn't know yeah. who that guy was. Throw that in there that it's Aquaman and Cal, what Carl, whatever. Drago. Drago. Whatever. I, didn't, I didn't watch Game of Thrones either. You know, I, did, I watched all of them. It's just been too long. Game of Thrones to me, lame. You know, nice. you know, you know why I say lame? Only because. Um, my friend, my friend's brother was like, "Hey, are you watching? Are you watching Game of Thrones?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Everybody's watching Game of Thrones." And I was like, "Now I won't. Now I won't watch." I watched it from the beginning. Like when I watched it, season two was halfway through, so I watched all of one as like a binge thing, half of two, and then I was with it for the rest of the show. So I didn't like come in four or five seasons in like everyone else when it became a thing. Same with Dexter. You remember Dexter? Oh, yeah, dude. I watched that straight through. I dedicated however many, what is it, six seasons, seven seasons? I I think it's eight seasons. Whatever it is. I dedicated those years of my life from when I was a teenager for that piece of shit ending. Yeah. Well, they got a new season coming out now. I'm not interested. Not interested. They they nope. they pissed you off too much. You ruined it for me. I say that now, but I will watch it. But I'm pissed. I don't want another season. Let it die. <laughs> like screw you. I'm not watching it. Well, I'll probably watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably watch it. But what I won't do that. <laughs> Did you ever hear? Um, you ever hear the show Power? I think it's on yeah. Stars. Yeah, okay, yeah. So Fifty Cent. Cent yeah. Show. Yeah, I watched that, and then they announced season six is going to be our last season. Then halfway or three quarters of the way through season six, they announced not one, not two, not three, but five spinoff series right. that are coming to, I don't know if it's Showtime or Stars. Do you know one of the spinoffs picks up right where the show ended, and they just call it something different? The so power book. To me. Power Book yeah. 3 or something like that? You didn't end the show. You just continued it under a different name, minus one character. Like, you li- don't play with my emotions. I prepared myself for the end. I have not watched one goddamn episode of any of those spinoffs. I refuse. You lied to me, and now I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, don't mess with the people's trust. No, I don't I don't deal well with liars. <laughs> just be honest, you know? So, um... So this is the way I wrap up every show, and mm-hmm. uh, what I what I want to what I want to ask you is uh, in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way. If you could put a a little bow on this episode and and get the takeaways that mm-hmm. can help people to evolve to a better version of themselves tomorrow as they are today, mm-hmm. in 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 any in any amount of time, any any. Uh, any advice or anything, and then right, right when you're done, just to keep it silly, keep it light. Do your best impression and say bye bye. Okay. Um, okay. Well, number one is don't tell anybody how many times to shake their dick at a urinal. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody comes into a Seven Eleven, let them use your bathroom. 
because you never know if they're going to tweet the official 7-Eleven account and get a response and rat you out. Number three is Mariah Carey's first Christmas album is the only Christmas music that exists. <laughs> and stream Rufus Soul and go see them in LA at their first stadium show. That's all I got. I don't know Perfect. if I was supposed to be serious, but it didn't happen. Perfect. <laughs> so, did you did you have anything that you wanted to ask me or say to me before we before we get that impression and we wrap it up and ride off into the sunset? I don't know who to impersonate at that point. Um, but no, just thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Like it makes me feel great that you reached out and were interested to have me on the show. Um, thank you for offering your advice and your help, and I'm for sure going to need it in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for letting me drink my twisted <laughs> tea on your show and talk shit and be unprofessional while I pee with my headphones on. <laughs> Want to make sure I say to the people listening or the people watching, if this is the first time you've ever checked out Evolving with Corey Castle, there's 239 other episodes of the show available on YouTube, Spotify every Monday. Every Monday, a new episode drops on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you're never in the dark. And if you like the show, let me know you exist. I like comments. I like to read the com- Even if you're going to say, dude, you suck. No, don't tell me I suck. I mean, come on. If you, if you got this far into the episode, you, you've wasted your own time. But I appreciate you spending the effort of your of your time because honestly, the 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 currency of attention is way more precious than the currency of money, for sure. Because man, everything's battling for your attention. So if if you could pay me some of your attention, I really really super appreciate it. And if you if you need a friend, if you just need to talk to somebody. Reach out to me. I'm always here. I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. I'm not Cor- at Corey Castle One. That's a fake guy. Go to co- at Corey Castle on, on all the platforms. It's a C O R Y K A S T L E. Mickey at Mickey, not the mouse, with one T. And you know, I hope I hope you know you tell everybody that you love that you love them. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.